Hi, thank you for tuning into the Shorts Decks. I'm Lisa Quintero, a young adult librarian. And I'm Lizzie Jelly, virtual engagement librarian. This is the show where we talk to you about what we've been reading, listening to, or watching. And today we have a special guest. We have our assistant director. Hi. Emily. Um, so yeah, Emily's going to be talking to us a little bit about mysteries. Um, we figured since it's October and it's getting chilly out, you know, what a better time than to like, you know, get cozy with a mystery, mm-hmm. like with a hot beverage. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so yeah, Emily's going to be telling us a little bit about the different types of mysteries and then talking about some of her favorites. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about the types of Great. mysteries? Yeah, yeah. yeah I always, I kind of wanted to start with just talking about the different types of mysteries because I'm going to use some of these words throughout and I want everyone to kind of like know. And lots of people who read mysteries don't necessarily know like what kind they like or they know they always want to read this type, but they don't know that it has like a certain name, mm-hmm. an actual kind of like subgenre name. And a lot of how they're organized is kind of about like who the main character is and a little bit about like how the story is told, right? Like many of mm-hmm. the subgenres. There are a few different types, and I'm not going to even get into all of them, but um, <laughs> one that I just thought of now that you referenced cozy. Um, that is a type of mystery called mm-hmm. cozy or cozies, and that's um, usually ones that have an amateur sleuth. Um, so it's like your murder she wrote kind of okay. um, yeah, cozy feel Yes, exactly. Yes, Marple, exactly. <laughs> um, and they usually have minimal violence, no like super overt like profanity or sex. I mean, they can have like a swear word in them, especially mm-hmm. now when they're more like younger. Um, characters or more modern but they also have like a frame story so you know the main character runs a bookstore or an ice cream store or (laughs) an antique store or whatever it might be and I think something that makes a good cozy is that there's really good details in that frame story and then the characters there's many characters and like good friendships and family and all that um, but it's also kind of unobtrusive to the story mm-hmm. i love good cozy yeah yeah are those it's, like those like cat mysteries yes yeah, all, of those, all, all, all those cat mysteries are usually cozies like yeah. my crime over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure yeah another kind that um people are usually really familiar with is a police procedural mm-hmm. um and that's you know usually has law enforcement officers as the main characters and the crime and the mystery that's at the heart of it follows literally how the police proceed in solving the crime. It's like watching them um, sort of law and order, but exactly, reading it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. And those can, you know, feature many different types of characters, but usually they're, you know, either a police officer or FBI, sometimes a little bit more in like the private investigator realm. Um, but those ones with the private investigator tend to lead down a different path. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, often, like, a hard-boiled mystery, those feature a private investigator. Um, often those are, like, a gritty urban setting, but they can be outside of a city as well. Um, they're, like, world-weary. I don't know where the world, like, hard-boiled <laughs> is very, very, like, vintage, old-timey sounding. Uh, I feel like it's just all right. And then that kind of even bleeds into noir, um, which is kind of dark and even more world-weary mm-hmm. um, and a little bit creepy as well mm-hmm. as yeah. other types of more, um, you know, movies and all that. Yeah, like Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I feel like they often, like, literally take place at night. Yeah. Like, the whole story <laughs> is at nighttime. I feel like literally. so many noir ones, too, have, like, the, like, the, like Hollywood starlet yes. and, like, yeah. the, like yes. beautiful femme fatale. Yeah, they love night Exactly, 
exactly. Are there, like, updates to that genre, though, now? Like, I think it- that there are. Okay. I mean, I'm not super familiar with them. That's one that I don't um, often delve into okay. myself. But um, I think there are. One that I'll talk about later, I feel like, has a little bit of noir element to mm-hmm. it. Um, but is actually a historical mystery, which is um, another subgenre um, mm-hmm. that's really popular. And then historical can be like a historical police procedural mm-hmm. or a historical cozy or historical noir. Mm-hmm. So they all can kind of blend together as well. Um, and there's lots of others, like just plain old suspense, mm-hmm. thrillers, crime. Some are just called crime and mm-hmm. they, you know, have Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so a lot of things anything that has some will like involve like mystery. humor too don't they oh absolutely mm-hmm. cozies especially are oh, like, classic okay. for being also okay. really fun and funny not always funny but usually okay. usually have an element of humor the good ones for sure <laughs> the ones that are usually yes. a little funny yeah, yeah. or a little kind of tongue-in-cheek exactly in a way, okay. very mm-hmm. self-aware yeah yeah and I think modern kind of takes on that can really play on that humor for okay. sure yeah. So what are some of your favorites? Yeah, I have so many favorites. I wanted to talk a little bit about some themes that I think are kind of out in the world right now. And then mm-hmm. I'll talk about a few books in each of those themes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is that everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lisa, you asked about like updates or kind of bringing back old style um, books. And there's a lot of that in the mystery genre. Mm-hmm. So there's something, uh, there's a series called the British Library Crime Classics, and then there's like a copycat American version called the Library of Congress Crime Classics. Um, and those are just, they're really popular. They're um, so awesome. There's a million, you know, books that we just, that were out of print or authors that we have forgotten about that mm-hmm. um, are, you know, stalwarts of the crime and mystery genre that are coming back thanks to um, this collaboration between Poisoned Pen Press and um, either the British Library or the Library of Congress, these national repositories that have all these books at their fingertips Mm -hmm. um, and are using their staff and resources to kind of find them again and Mm -hmm. bring them back to the surface. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's super cool. And those are really popular that people are going back and looking at things that were written much earlier in the 20th century. Usually Mm -hmm. they're pretty much all 20th century Mm -hmm. um, books. They're just, they're just, they just keep coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's like no shortage of them. (laughs) I feel like there's like seven British Library crime classics a year or maybe more that they're just pulling out all the time. So they're really great. So if you're looking for something older, I think those are cool. Um, There's another cool reprint that I've become aware of that we just bought for our collection. Um, It's by Joseph Hansen, and it's a Dave Brandstetter series. Hansen, uh, he won a Private Eye Writers of America's Lifetime Achievement Award in 1992, um, really primarily for this Dave Brandstetter series. Mm -hmm. Um, and he died um, almost 20 years ago. But so this book is kind of, these series has kind of been out of print or mm-hmm. um, had a really low profile. But um, it's a, it's hard-boiled mysteries originally published in the 70s. And what's really cool about them is that um, they feature an openly gay main character, okay. um, which just doesn't happen yeah. a lot. And especially, especially in, in the genre, 70s. especially for yeah. somebody yeah. in the 70s, yeah. like there's a lot of, a lot of firsts. And they're a little bit dated, but they're short and they're fun. And they kind of have this like, 1970s Columbo vibe to me that I just I really like because I love Columbo um even though they're not historical because see like feeling like you're in a historical yeah exactly yes yeah yeah and so I think that's really cool a really good one to check out um to kind of especially if you're a fan of the genre to to look back in in time and see you know who kind of shaped it Mm -hmm. um there's a lot um to speaking of some of the classics like 
Agatha Christie just never goes away because <laughs> she is literally maybe the best ever. Um, there's a brand new book called Marple, um, which is 12 modern authors' takes on Agatha Christie's very famous, as you mentioned earlier, Miss Marple, um, and it just doesn't get old. Um, there's always tons of Anglophiles and mystery fans who want to kind of revisit Christie's worlds and her writing and even her own personal life. Um, so there's a new biography of Agatha Christie that's just coming out that actually has a waiting list. There was a recent YA mystery, I don't know if you remember at least, called The Agathas, mm-hmm. <laughs> where a character uses like Christie's storylines to solve a mystery. Um, there's The Christie Affair um, by Nina de Gramont, and I think there's others that all are about Christie, like famously disappeared for this short time okay. um, at the height of her fame. And there's a lot of speculation about why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so authors like to kind of examine that story mm-hmm. and take their spin on it. I didn't know that. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's got a really interesting life beyond being like an amazing, very prolific, um, formative author. Yeah. And like they recently redid one of her books into the movie, The Death on the Nile. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's absolutely. Yeah. And her, Hercule Poirot, who's on, um, in the death of the death on the Nile, there's new Poirot mysteries being written, um, because her Christie's estate has granted um, author Sophie Hanna the ability to write new Poirot mysteries, oh, cool. so they keep coming out even <laughs> now, like forever later. Um, just doesn't stop being popular. Another one, obviously, is Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Um, another like you know classic mystery, and one that I a take that I love on Sherlock Holmes. There's many that um, you know explore the world. Um, of Sherlock Holmes, um, but one I love that I think is super cool is by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, and he wrote the Mycroft Holmes series, and there's three, only the last one came out in 2019, I'm really hopeful that he writes more, because he's awesome, um, he's like a self-described Holmesian, and just this like super amazing basketball player who writes really, really good books, um, so if you're, if you're a Sherlock Holmes fan, I think that one's really worth exploring. Yeah, so you just can't get away from the old classics and mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, another theme I see is, and this is a theme, you know, throughout all of publishing, is really that publishers are really making an effort to ensure that all people are represented in their books, both in the authors and in who the, the characters, the stories are about. Um, and really, publishers are making an effort to undo um a lack of representation and that's happening in the mystery genre too okay Good. um yeah yeah it's great to see and um obviously it, it matters it means you know readers are finding books that have characters that look and feel like them mm-hmm. um and that's important and then you know if if you um yeah it just lets you explore a lot um as books do mm-hmm. and so there are, i think um what i like in mysteries um is because there's like these different types of mysteries there are books that maybe feature a character of color where it's um, a police procedural or it's a little more um, kind of a crime novel and the character's race or ethnicity becomes a big part of the plot okay. um, or part of the, the storytelling. Um, and then where you might see that differ is in a cozy where they're a little less likely to kind of go on the, I don't know, sort of the sociopolitical elements of things, mm-hmm. but you still have, you know, like these gay main characters or um, a black main character um 
and they might, you know, mention little things, um, but it isn't necessarily as much of a big part of the plot. Um, so it just really differs the way that um, the way that this representation plays out in mysteries. And are more the authors like also of yeah. those different yes, identities? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, used to be like the like, only one that I knew voices. was like Walter Mosley. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like. I know that there's been a lot of uh, new authors coming out in sci-fi and fantasy, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's good sure. to know that also in mystery. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. Um, a few that I recommend, um, the Harlem Renaissance Mystery Series by Nikisa Afia features a black queer female protagonist in 1920s Harlem. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, super cool. Um, kind of a smaller press, I think, that those books came from. So um, they're not, like, as, as well-known, but mm -hmm. I think they're really, really good. Um, Abby Collette has written a couple of series. The Ice Cream Parlor series is a cozy set in suburban Cleveland. Um, and as indicated by the title, the main character runs an ice cream parlor. <laughs> um, so that's kind of fun. That's the frame story there. And her family, the main character's family, is like one of the only black families in the, their little suburban community. Um, so it's, you know, they have a very close-knit family and friend group in that story uh, as well, which I like. Um, and I just read um, Miss Aldridge Regrets by Louise Hare, which is a historical mystery. Um, the main character in that is Passing is White. Um, that's It's set in, like, 1930s. Um, so that was, you know, a common practice, mm -hmm. um, a way for this kind of mixed um, black, um, half-black, half-white woman to get by um, and move in a higher society. She ends up being involved in a murder um, of her best friend's cheating husband, who is a club owner. And then she takes off for New York City. I know. She takes off for New York City on the Queen Mary. Um, and uh, and murder kind of follows her where she goes. Um, so this is a super cool one um, as well that I really like. And uh, I think the author, Louise Hare, um, who is black, she writes the elements of Lena Aldridge's struggles with her race um, with a lot of sympathy and kind of verve like it's very real and interesting um the main character is cool yeah i'm excited about some others as well we just are finally catching up to buy um a new series by marcy rendon um the cast black bear series which features a young indigenous main character and is set in rural north dakota um we just ordered all three books in this series and there's some holds on those in the system there's also another one called the domestic partners in crime which is a cozy mystery <laughs> series um, by Frank Anthony Polito, which features a gay couple um, who are renovating a home and then <laughs> fall into, <laughs> as one does, um, <laughs> murders and mayhem. Yeah. Oh, no, that one, I remember that because it's renovated to death. Yeah. One yeah. Of the cover is so funny on yeah. it. I was like, this almost looks like a romance. It does. On the cover. Mm -hmm. I've been it wanting does. to read it for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's been really cool seeing more Indigenous authors come out in a variety of genres. Um, mm -hmm. I know last year's big YA title was The Firekeeper's right. Daughter, mm -hmm. and that was also a great mystery if you're interested yeah. in indigenous stuff and yeah. mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. The um, That Marcy Rendon series I'm really excited to read because it um, takes place in the Red River Valley, um, which is like on the border of North Dakota and Minnesota, which is near where I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to, um, I'm really excited to read that one. There's also some other books that have a more local to Milwaukee connection mm -hmm. that are newer um and coming out we know like if you're familiar if you're a mystery fan you're probably familiar with nick petrie um his peter ash series nick petrie lives in milwaukee and in, in our north shore area um, and that series has really taken off since it came out the first one is set in milwaukee exclusively and then the others in the series have kind of traveled further afield 
And then there's another series um, that we just purchased. Just I think it really just was published independently at first. It's the Shady Hollow series by Juno Black. Um, Juno Black is the pen name for um, local authors Jocelyn Cole and Sharon Nagel, who met when they both worked for Boswell Book Company. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a cozy mystery series, and it is seriously unlike anything I've ever read. All the characters are animals. <laughs> um, like... It's not like a cat mystery series where it's like a <laughs> talking cat and a lady. It's like everyone is an animal. So like okay. um, the main character is it's a like fox. Wind in the Willows and, kind of yes, vibe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but mystery and adult. And it has like, you know, animals falling in and out of love and, and murdering each other and, you know, whatever. And <laughs> as they do. Yeah, as they do. But it's also like it's very much a cozy, um, but also is kind of just unlike anything else. That sounds I've ever like read. something that I would absolutely love. Yeah, it's <laughs> really cute. Really good. Really, really good. Um, and like, yay for that Milwaukee connection. So yeah. awesome. I hope to see more. I know they for sure have written three, and all three are out um, in paperback. We have them. Um, so let's hope they write more because they're really great. I wonder um, if they'll ever do like an illustrated like comic graphic yeah, novel version. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. The cover illustrations, whoever they got to do those, are adorable. They're mm-hmm. just like a, the perfect kind of muted color scheme, and they're nice for fall. So if you're you know looking for a book that complements your fall color scheme, <laughs> those, those <ones>. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also another book um, that's gotten a lot of rave reviews so far, and it's got a whole holds list already. It's called A Death in Door County by Annalise Ryan, and um, it's the first in her Monster Hunter Mysteries series. Oh. Yeah, so another one that I think is going to be kind of kind of wacky and like a little outside the box here. The main mm-hmm. character owns a bookstore in Door County, but is also a cryptozoologist. Cool. I'm going to, um, okay, I'm going to read that one. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, like, I just recently learned when I went, to, I went to Door County for the first time, it was last year, and I learned that it's, like, short for Death's Door. Yeah. And Ooh. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, creepy. I think that's what makes it a draw as a setting yeah. for mysteries, too, because yeah. it's just got that death is right there kind of in the name of yeah. the place. Because I guess a lot of like ships have crashed mm-hmm. up there and a lot of sailors died up there so it was known as Death Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I learned something new every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a, it's a good setting for a mystery. Um, and yeah, this this Death in Door County book sounds like it's got something a little little wild and wacky um, while being also kind of a cozy mystery. And there's another um, mystery series uh, by Patricia Skalka. Her Dave Kubiak Door County mysteries have been around forever and um, pretty well established. And also, yeah, set in Door County. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. I have to put my name on the hold list for that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got some even more recommendations, too. Sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I'm going to put these all on the blog post. So, um for anyone listening and needing all the titles again and authors, they'll, they'll they're on our website. Yeah. Also, um, we, we have a short stacks book list too that we also keep track great. of stuff. So if you ever hear anything on here that you're like, what was that book again? You can mm-hmm. go to the short stacks mm-hmm. book list too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's there's just endless endless mysteries, and I was trying to kind of narrow it down um, to ones that you know I'd highly recommend or that mm-hmm. I kind of turn to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Thursday Murder Club series by Richard Osman, I mean, it's like immensely popular. Just waiting for like the movie or the PBS series on that one. That'll be really good. <laughs> the brand new one just came out and literally just finished it. Those are great. Um, and another kind of like play on the cozy series because cozy mystery because one of the characters is a former spy. So there's like kind of element of like a spy novel in there. 
um, and very funny. And they do have a little, a little bit of sex and violence, but um, nothing out of the great, nothing crazy. Um, I also always run to um, Anthony Horowitz, who has been around and been an author for absolutely forever. I didn't know he wrote mysteries. I yeah. know him as like a horror author. I know. For YA. And he was one of the. He was an author, um, or he was a writer on. Um, on Midsummer Murders. Oh, when it first started. Okay, and so he's had like mystery. I guess in he's his blood like the Alice Rider series, which mm-hmm. is kind of you know, kind of, that's yeah, more of like a, a spy, spy series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, mysteries, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, and he's written um, one or two. Um, for sure, he wrote the most recent um, like James Bond okay. novel that just came out. Okay. So like with the blessing of the um, Ian Fleming mm-hmm. estate there. But um, he has two mystery series that he's, like, writing at the same time mm-hmm. all the time. I don't know how. Um, but the Hawthorne series, um, which began with The Word is Murder, and then Magpie Murders, which has two books, Magpie Murders and Moonflower Murders. Um, and that one is being adapted for PBS Masterpiece Mystery and comes out um, in the U.S. Um, this month. Okay. I thought um, I, that sounded familiar. I was like, where yeah, have Yeah, yes. That's where you've heard it. Um, but his are just awesome. They tend to be kind of longer. Okay. Um, they completely defy any kind of genrefication other than their mysteries. <laughs> um, like the Magpie Murder series. Um, one of them has like a book inside of a book. Okay. Like there's, and yeah, it's oh. um, just really great. He's a fantastic author. And then he puts himself as a character in the Hawthorne series. So <laughs> okay. it's like... Out, it's bonkers, but great. Um, yeah, like he's just a guy. He's just like, a, he's just in it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's like in one of the main characters. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's not like Stanley just popping no. a Marvel <laughs> movie. He's, he's, he's like a main character in it. Um, okay. It's like how did how does how do people come up with this stuff? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A couple others that I really enjoy. The Inspector Chen Gao series by um, Chu Xiaolong. That's been around forever. Um, and it takes place in like 1990s China. Okay. Um, so just a super interesting look. Um, it's kind of a police procedural, but it's got like political elements and I don't, it's really good. Um, so if you, if you like your mysteries set, um, elsewhere, I think it's a great, great series. I always, um, will grab any book by Ashley Weaver. She writes historical cozies kind mm-hmm. of, um, she has a couple of series, a newer one that is features like a main character who is kind of a locksmith, but also like she and her family use that skill to break into people's okay. houses and um, set in during World War II, and they end up getting like co-opted into helping the government with like I don't know um, vanquishing the Germans. So <laughs> it's yeah, that's just fun. She's a really um, good historical um, mystery writer, and I always. Uh, run for as well Donna Andrews um, really long running Meg Langslow series um, and I love those as audiobooks they're all mm-hmm. on Hoopla and the digital library on Libby um, and they're just super well narrated audiobooks um, and super fun cozy with like a really really good frame story she is amazing at detail sometimes it's a little too much detail <laughs> um, honestly sometimes I'm kind of like okay get to the murder but um, but they're just really good I like them a lot um, so I've yeah got a real grab bag of <laughs> mysteries that I am that so, I love. I'm curious in mystery like adult mysteries because I know this is the thing that's been happening a little bit in Hawaii have they done any mysteries where they're like a podcast like it's that yeah. kind of like it's a podcast um, uh, I feel like there might have been one like that but it's 
not and coming to my mind. Okay. Yeah, because that, that was an interesting, like, mm-hmm. way to do it. Mm-hmm. They, like, broke it up into chapters. And it was, sure. like, the guy going around, like, the podcaster, and then, like, you know, what actually happened, and then the yeah. podcaster, like, getting the story from right, people. Right, right. Like, Especially because, like, true crime podcasts are mm-hmm. so, so popular. popular. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, the one that I can think of off the top of my head that's a YA one is called Sadie. Mm, um, okay. It's about this girl that goes missing. But, yeah, I was just curious. Is yeah. that something that they're doing in, yeah. in adult stuff, too? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, I'm sure that it is. I mean, there's... Um, tons of things I didn't get close to covering here. Um, we could talk for the rest of the day, but yeah, I'm sure it is because that's a that's definitely popular. Yeah. I need to find mysteries too that are like the original, the first season of True Detective because I love the first season of True mm-hmm. Detective, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I need something that's weird like right. this, really weird, gritty. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure there there are. I don't often turn to like the really gritty yeah, kind of that's, weird. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> definitely are there definitely are plenty so i like that we all have like our own reasons mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. good, yeah. good yeah. recommendations yeah. that we can recommend things to all of you listeners exactly you know, because, yeah i like the weird i like the like as you hear me you know yeah. like yes i'll read the book about the animals yeah. <laughs> the animal one sounds really good and the one yeah. about the cryptozoologist yes yeah. <laughs> and i love the cat mystery so we got it covered yeah <laughs> yeah i've actually never read a cat mystery but i've read a dog mystery um, they're yeah. so good if you yeah. like cat mysteries I would recommend Sophie Kelly's Magical Cats mm-hmm. mysteries it okay. follows a Minnesota librarian and her two cats as they like solve murders <laughs> um, it's great. really silly but it's like you know as a romance reader who likes a happy ending it's mm-hmm. about as mm-hmm. close as you can mm-hmm. get in a okay. mystery mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. and I love cats too so yeah and the cats are magic if you didn't get that from the title <laughs> <laughs> and they're magic <laughs> that's a great thing that's something I love too in mysteries is like you know, like I said, the frame story where like they work at this kind of store and like it's there's just endless, endless, endless ways that that can be put together. So mm-hmm. it's like, OK, this is the person who works at the antique bookstore in the small town <laughs> in the northern place where there's a blizzard or like and like it just you can't it yeah. just goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun and hilarious. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, take a look on our website for Emily's blog post coming up to see these titles. And uh, yeah, you can always check it out on our book list as well. Absolutely. Um, We will put the link in the episode description for you. All right, Lizzie, library news. Oh boy. It is officially (laughs) fall at the library, which means we've got a million things coming up for you this October. So as you may or may not know... October is National Friends of Libraries Week, um, and that's, I think it's the second week of October. And as part of that, the Friends of Shore Public Library are having an even bigger used book sale than normal. So stop on by, check it out. There will be some extra carts in the lobby. Rhyme and Read Lapsit continues this month as well on Tuesdays. We also have some great adult events coming up this month, including a Balance Your Plate workshop on Tuesday, October 18th at 2 p.m., right in the afternoon. If you want to get started with ebooks, anything like that with library resources digitally, stop on by on Wednesday the 19th for a Digital Resources 101 between 10 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. I will be there myself to help you out getting started with your devices. We also have the AM Book Club coming up on Thursday the 20th, and this month they are reading, oh, a real classic, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Mm-hmm. For children and families, we've got a building bonanza coming up on Friday the 21st at 2 p.m. in the lower level of Village Center. And of course, the event you've all been waiting for, the Great Pumpkin Hunt returns this October 
I know you're all excited. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to decorate my pumpkin to top last year's. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's really tough. So, I hope you're all excited. But that kicks off on Monday, October 24th. We will have guides available here at the library or on our website as well. We also have one last big adult event this month. Um, in partnership with the Shorewood Historical Society, we have a century of Shorewood architecture coming up on Wednesday, October 26th at 6.30 p.m. As always, if you have any questions or comments for your hosts, uh, you can email us at shorewoodsdecks at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and be well. The Shorewood Stacks is produced by Lisa Quintero and Lizzie Jelly for the Shorewood Public Library. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. The song is called Ice Flow and can be found on incompetech.com.